Hi. Hello, Brandy. Are you yep. there? Yes, it's me. Brandy. Hope. Brandy. Can you hear me? Brandy, can't. No. Hopey, no. You. Oh, God. Hopey. Oh, I, oh, wait. What? There you are. Hi. Oh, no, hi. I can hear you now. Hi. Oh, perfect. Hey, guys. I'm Hope. I'm Brandy. It's uh, spooky shit. And it's shit-tober. We're, we actually did it. We did. Did we? I don't no. know if we've done it but we, yet. We are uploading a episode in October, which is better than last year. Yeah, we totally skipped October last year due to being fucking dinkuses, I think, is the... Well, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, but we did see each other. We went this is to, progress. Uh, Orange County. Yeah. We yeah. did. We are yeah. meeting up so much. Me in New York, you in California, together, apart, together again. There was a wedding. We were both mm-hmm. there. There was mm-hmm. dancing. It ended yeah. at three, which was fantastic. Yep. It was. It, really was good. it was a lovely time. I was a maid of honor. Uh, yeah. Hopi was a guest of honor. She wore a Thank suit. Thank you. Oh. I wore a David's Bridal original. Mm. It Fantastic. was a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Brandy gave a speech. She didn't talk did. about anything spooky all day. It was quite the effort. It was so hard for you not to <laughs> it talk was about very ghosts. hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was fun, and we had brunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We did. Just so, just wanted to let you guys know about our little, you know. Our little little personal lives on the side. It's not our necessarily tryst. spooky, but uh, here we I'll are in you. the world of love and, and October oh. and spooky vibes and, you know. Yeah, and we were just, we just wanted to, to, to tell you where we are. See, it's mm. like when you get on the radio, you have to be relatable. Uh, yeah. People have to, like, get to know you because otherwise they're just going to be like, well, I'll go listen to other people talk about ghosts. But y'all yeah. have to li- listen to us. Because you're related to us somehow, and we I'm got not that good at human element. My mom. Yeah, um, and so this is the only way my mom finds out about my life is by listening to this. Oh my god! Hey, Mama Harris. Anyways, did you have imaginary <laughs> friends? Um, <laughs> I actually, up. I actually didn't have imaginary friends. Did Wait, you? you didn't have any imagine? Yeah, I had a ton. No, Wait, you didn't I have didn't. any. Ima- did you? Did your did your sister have imaginary friends? I don't remember probably maybe um yeah i had a sister who was near my age so i never had an imaginary you didn't need an imaginary friend yeah i had an actual playmate right right yeah okay Mm -hmm. um hmm well Mm -hmm. it's no it's very normal it's normal to have that uh i had a big fluffy parisian cat um i forget her name i think it was missy she was cool (laughs) Um, and then there was a big, I had like a big, huge alligator named Allie and I gave her to my preschool teacher to take care of after I had outgrown such childish things. Was she a doll or was she an invisible alligator that you conjured? No. Yeah. An invisible alligator that I conjured. Of course. I love it. This is great. You and the animal kingdom. Yeah. But then there was one, there was a boy um he was like 14 and he had red hair and mm. he wasn't very nice you you made yourself a bully 
he wasn't like a bully. He was kind of like my sister, just kind of like a little mean. Mm. Why would you want a teenage boy hanging out with you? I like a child. He was just there. That was like my least favorite of people when I was like seven. I was like, the worst yeah. thing you can be is a 14 year old boy. Well, I think I like wanted my sister to pay attention to me or something. Because mm. she did. She, she was four years older than me. So she was like a lot older. And I wanted like to hang out with her. Yeah. Welcome, friends. The theme of today is imaginary friends. Yeah. Sorry. I just got lost. Yeah. Lost in, in the past there. About I mean, my past. Here's here's what I did have. And I asked about the invisible or not. Because I like believed that my toys were alive. And my like oh, yeah. animals had a personality. And like if I dropped them on the floor, it was like the worst thing mm-hmm. I could ever do. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that was Toy Story. Maybe that was just me. But I like strongly believed all my dolls are alive still kind of do especially hearing all about the haunted dolls that are out there yeah um but didn't have like a full friend conjured for my mindscape no um (laughs) i well i think that is a type of imaginary friend if they had like personalities and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i think that counts mine were invisible like i couldn't physically see them but they were like quote unquote there but I I don't know in all the stuff that I've been reading about imaginary friends the like personified toys count well here I am with like thousands then because I believed all my toys were alive and they all had feelings oh <laughs> I used to like pretend like if my room got flooded which stuffed animals would I save to put on my bed so we could float away and I would yes. throw the ones I didn't like on the ground. And then they were mad at Brutal. me. Brutal. Yeah. Anyway. Imaginary anyway, friends. That's, that's pretty spooky, but they can get even spookier. It gets worse. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was scared of the redheaded boy. And my sister would say he was behind me with a knife sometimes. Um. But I knew that was just her. I know he wouldn't do that. Yeah. He was like chaotic neutral. He wasn't evil. I yeah, think his name was Dan yeah. or Benny. We don't mm. know. He, he's probably mad at me for not remembering. Anyway. I'm sure he's mad. Ima- yeah. Uh, mm. Imaginary friends are a psychological and social phenomenon where uh, the friendship or interpersonal relationship takes place in imagination rather than physical reality. So I think your toys fit into that definition. Yes, um, yes, yes. And they were first studied in the 1890s because people were scared of the ghosts their kids were talking about. I mean, it sounds pretty weird when you're like, hey, I have this teenage boy named Dan hanging out behind me all the time. He's kind of mean to me. If I was a parent, I'd be like, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Like... So they were originally seen as like imaginary companions and supernatural creatures and spirits that connected people with their past lives. So this was the belief about imaginary friends before contemporary um, psychology was that they were like not ghosts, but like, I guess ghosts, depending on your definition of ghosts, like connections to the past or like spirits or angels. Hmm. Like, a lot so of them like, were, like, guardian angels. Oh, so, like, Dan was you in a past life? 
or Dan's well, an angel? Um, <laughs> I feel like Dan was very human. Yeah. Maybe you killed Dan in a past life and he's here to haunt you. I, maybe. Yeah. So a lot of children use them for like, you know, learning how to be social before they have like a lot of friends over or they're in school, which mm-hmm. is, you know, maybe why I gave my alligator away once I made actual friends. Um, That's kind of nice. But Dan never left me. And uh, he, I mean, it's it's mostly like a positive coping skill. But sometimes adolescents make them, too, when they're, like, going, and and it's particularly, like, gifted and, like, socially competent adolescents that make them, and they create, it's just, like, a very special friend they make that they can, like, talk to and discuss situations with, but kind of, Hmm. like, a little bit outside their mind. Yeah. So... To study this, the a bunch of scientists, whoever, who cares who they were, um, yeah. looked through diaries of like adolescents aged twelve to seventeen and read about their imaginary friends, and it turns out it's still like a pretty positive coping mechanism for them. Oh, it's unless it's not weird. Oh, okay. It develops into schizophrenia. Whoa! When you can, yeah, when you can actually see the person and they're telling you to do things that seem to be coming from outside of yourself rather than just having kind of like a conversation with yourself which is like a weird yeah because because I, I read it and it was like uh for kids they know what's real and what's fake like they know their imaginary friend is pretend yeah but they like you know they're yeah. using it to for whatever but like schizophrenia is where you cease to know if it's real or not you don't know you yeah. don't know. Yeah. No, the kids always know. They're like, you mm-hmm. know, it's pretend, right? <laughs> like if you talk to a They're kid like, about their imaginary friend. Yeah. It's not real. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's imaginary friends. So like it scares me and I don't like to think about it because I think about Dan mm-hmm. and his cold eyes um, mm-hmm. whenever I think about imaginary friends. But I don't know. I... I guess they're not inherently evil. They seem to be like a positive coping strategy for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they help you rationalize things that are real. But you wanted to tell me how an imaginary friend situation can go terribly, terribly wrong. Uh, (laughs) And basically the reason we're talking about this is I remember this story from my childhood okay okay yeah so my sister my cousins and i had a short stint of being obsessed with the tv show a haunting mm-hmm. Have you i don't know this show I, we've talked about it before but i loved a haunting it was just like people talking about their ghost stories and they would have like really cheesy reenactments and dudes in like oh. like black sheets would like flail around in a hallway and they'd be like the ghost came to connecticut okay yeah now i do know what you're talking about yes yes it was incredibly good um and this one was like a two-part special like a haunting event and it stuck with Mm. me okay uh and it's about an imaginary friend situation that got real spooky 
because again <gasps> it it's a, it's in your brain or is it it's like you know an imaginary friend situation gone terribly wrong because you know it's fake the kid made it up but what if they didn't yeah how can you tell the difference oh <laughs> oh let me get into so, it so oh okay mm-hmm. 1988 <sighs> The Wyrick family moves into a new home in a small town called Ellerslie, Georgia. Uh, So cute little family. Mom is Lisa and dad is Andy. And they have a four-year-old daughter named Heidi. And uh, Mm -hmm. this is the first house they ever bought. And they kind of got it on a steal because uh, it was mysteriously abandoned by its previous owners. Oh, you know, that's Mm. not a good idea. Mm. Well, they got it for a steal. So shortly after moving in, Heidi told her parents that she'd made friends with this man named Mr. Mm. Gordy, who had come into their yard. Okay. Yeah. And mom's like, what the fuck? There's a creeper in our yard trying to kidnap my child. No. She took her seriously, which is great. Um, so, but then right. they like watched her play and they saw her talking to someone who wasn't there and like, like holding hands, like having her hand up and like, <gasps> but with, with nothing. Oh. Um, and so she was like, oh, Mr. Gordy's your imaginary friend. And Heidi was like, I'm four. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> um, oh. So she, she would play with Mr. Gordy every day. They would sit down and have conversations. He would, like, hang out with her in the backyard and play on the swings. Um, Okay. Sometimes he he would hang out in her room and they would talk. The mom says she always watched her and never heard anyone talking back. Just a little girl with her imaginary friend. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, Mm -hmm. some people have an alligator named Allie. Some people have an old man named Mr. Gordy. I guess. I be, here's I mean what he looked like he was like an old white guy he had a black suit and tie he had white hair yeah. that was just like you know like combed to the side just looked like okay. a real sharp dude this is how Mr. Heidi Rogers? described him kind oh, of Mr. Rogers sharply dressed yeah he looked good he had a little he had a suit okay. yeah oh fancy yes so um her mom's like whatever you got this imaginary friend um but then several months later someone knocks on their door and Heidi answers it, and she's terrified by the appearance of this man whose hand is wrapped in bandages. It's, like, cut off, and his shirt is covered in blood, and he introduces himself as Khan, and she's like, what the fuck, and runs to find her mom. What? And when they come back, he's gone. And so mom's like, okay, uh, like someone's hurt and needs help and like we need to find them or like yeah there's a crazy person running around something happened so they searched the neighborhood and they couldn't find him so uh lisa the mom is like well heidi must have just made up another imaginary friend (laughs) i listen (laughs) whatever if she did though like maybe Mm -hmm. go to the child therapist because like yeah that's a lot that's a lot. Like, that's very specific, uh, creepy details that some so little kid wouldn't be like, this is my, like, purple lizard. 
and and this is my blood stump man friend like (laughs) it's a lot (laughs) i hate it yeah so all right Lisa doesn't think it's a problem. It's the 80s. She's like, she goes to her sister and they're just talking. And she happens to mention that her sister, or to her sister, that her daughter, Heidi, has two imaginary friends named Con and Mr. Gordy. And the sister's like, Mr. Who? <laughs> and she thinks Aww. that name is familiar. So um, Lisa had just moved into the house next door to, I'm not sorry, Lisa. Lisa's okay. sister moved in next door to the family so they're like living side by side neighbors and the sister is like uh i just bought this house and this mr gordy name is familiar let me look at the old deed and turns out that a man named james s gordy was the former owner of her house okay (laughs) so lisa the mom is like uh that's weird decides to do more research into the housing like area and realizes their property, their house, used to belong to uh, a family, like, like uh, the estate of Catherine LaFord's family. So they found a name. And so they looked up this Catherine, and she was like, Hi, Catherine. Like, sorry, you don't know me. Uh, do you know anyone by the name of Mr. Gordy or Con? And she was like, Oh, yeah. James S. Gordy was this guy who owned both of your properties, you and your sisters. And he died oh. in 1974. Oh. And she was like, okay, well, what about this con guy? And she's like, oh, yeah, Con's my uncle. So she says, is he alive? She had an uncle. His name's Lon, nicknamed Con, bachelor. Uh, he had lost his hand in a cotton gin accident in his 20s. Fuck. And he uh, died in 1957 from cancer oh oh yeah but like before he died in his 20s he had this accident nearby the house uh and Uh so there and so mom's like "Mm, fuck she gets some old photographs from Catherine of like a bunch of different people and they like Give them to Heidi and they're like, are any of these people familiar? She immediately points out Mr. Gordy and like, that's my imaginary oh. friend. <laughs> and then she points out Khan too. Like, like oh. no trouble. And they're like, oh, oh, Heidi's been talking to ghosts the whole time. Oh my God. And she keeps doing it. They don't go away. Oh. No. <laughs> so for like the next. But wait. Mm-hmm. Does she know now? Yeah. Does she know that they are dead people now? I think she knows. And I don't think she ever knew the difference between a ghost and an imaginary friend because her mom told her that's what it was. And then now her mom knows the truth. But she's still like four years old. Right. Yeah. So. Ugh. But she. She thinks they're nice. And so they keep coming back and they're like nice spirits. And mom's like, I guess it's fine. Like she's not scarred or anything. Um, but Okay. But then in 1993, Lisa, the mom, becomes pregnant. And Heidi at the same time begins to see images of something she calls the dark figure. Fuck. Mm-hmm. 
and it looks like them like a man whose face is obscured by a hood so she can't see the face it's just in darkness um and the mom said that heidi was never scared of anything before she had never been scared of Khan, even though he did like weird bloody stump she wasn't scared of mr gordy but when she saw the dark figure she was like she lost it she was terrified i hate this yeah it keeps going um so lisa and andrew the dad talked about moving but they felt like heidi would just keep seeing the spirits like they wouldn't go away by going to somewhere else um also she was really pregnant <laughs> yeah oh. so um her her baby jordan was born in 1994 and then two weeks later lisa the mom noticed three deep gashes on heidi's face what the fuck and they were like well maybe she scratched herself in her sleep but then like two nights later the dad woke up with searing pain from three claw marks going down his side and they were like it's it's gotta be the dark figure brandy Uh (laughs) uh-huh uh-huh I don't like I don't like it. Look, this was so good it got a two hour special on a haunting. I need to tell you about it because it's yeah. been in my mind for like thirteen years. <laughs> <laughs> you should not have been watching this. It's never left me. Um oh. so, so Lisa's like, Nope, this is bad. This is like not going down. So she hires a parapsychologist who I assume means yeah, you're as you do. a psychologist that deals with the paranormal. I have to assume that too. Yeah. His name is Dr. William Roll. And Dr. Roll does some like tests on the house. And he says it's got an unusually high concentration of positive ions, which sounds like science. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does that mean there's ghosts? So he said that... That means that the house is nearby a fault line, which means an earthquake, because fault lines are earthquakes, um, must have caused a change in the magnetic field of the area, which like shifted the ions or some kind of science science thing. And it's creating like a minor interference with the family's brain, which it is true that magnetic fields can fuck with people's brains. Okay. So... He assumes that this, like, being in this place where it's kind of off balance triggered Heidi's predisposition towards psychic abilities. Uh... So, remember... What? Wait. Yeah. Can psychics see ghosts? I guess, since in our definition it would be medium abilities, but it's the ability to see something outside of the senses, right? Okay. So remember when you were talking okay, about all fine. the different forms and you said being have clairvoyance where you can see in, yeah. in other realms and she said oh. you said some people can't turn it off and that's just how they see all the time. Yeah. It's Heidi. That sucks. And it was just the ions fault. Yeah. But now <laughs> it's happening and uh, he says it's letting her detect place memories, which is energy left behind by past events and people that are recorded into the environment. So he's all about okay. his science, Mr. Roll. Um, okay. So Heidi was like like a medium. She like opened a channel for these spirits. And now they're all just like coming in and talking to her because she can see them. Um, 
So the Weirich family was like, okay, maybe now it's really time to move. Um, but Dr. Yeah. Roll was like, uh, the ESP activity isn't going to stop, like, depending on go. Like, there are ghosts everywhere, and she can see them always. So it's not oh, going to change. Heidi. I know. But that doesn't mean there's going to be dark figures everywhere you go. So... Um, as, as years yeah. go by, according to the family, things become more disturbing. Um, so when Heidi got older, more spirits started coming to her in different forms. So she saw humans. She saw animals. Oh she saw, God. quote, figures she could not even explain. Oh. But the, the thing about it is, is she says she can sense when it's an evil presence or a good presence. So like, okay. even if it's weird. Useful skill. Yeah, she knows if it's like good or bad so she's quoted saying if i sense evil you wouldn't believe the feelings you can get i've literally been sick to my stomach so it's like very clear when it's evil okay um so when she got older okay mr gordy appeared less and less and he disappears altogether when she hits nine years old thank god but the dark figure starts appearing more frequently oh yeah Oh, God. And um, he starts doing things that not just Heidi can sense. So the other family members start hearing voices in the house, weird sounds, and like classic haunting shit, like cabinets being banged and uh, stuff moving, you know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you know. Um, So the Wyricks are like, fuck Dr. Roll. He did not give us enough. This is bad. So she brings in two psychics who like can go into the house and detect what's going on um and both of them independently say that they detect several spirits in the home and some are good and some are evil Mm. one psychic does not believe in demons is not religious and is like there's no demons here that's not real it's just like some people are good and some people are bad um but then the second psychic, who is religious and actually goes to the same church as Lisa, is like, oh, these evil spirits are demons. Yeah. Oh. And Lisa's like, that's what okay. I thought. Um, <laughs> and so they're like, hey, church, can you help out? But they don't get like a legit Catholic exorcism. They don't do the full thing. They do like the shit like easy way out let's get a pastor to bless this place and pray for us which is like we know the catholics can like work it out when they need to kill a demon they like know how to do it <laughs> yeah There's i know processes but these guys didn't do that okay they were just like can we have some why not why don't they just move i don't understand i can't i wouldn't Look, stay here here's the thing they get the prayers and the light and the and the nice thoughts and brownies from the church group don't work they move they move yeah okay great <laughs> but great it doesn't change anything like hi- did he fall yeah, heidi says she still sees the dark figure and oh. other spirits so she's like in her 30s she's married she like works in the medical field she's very intelligent um she still sees ghosts all the time and she's just used to it <laughs> oh. um Wait, did the... but No. Oh, go ahead. D- d- ask your question. I just wanted to know if the dark figure 
ever did anything or if he just stood I there. I think it was just evil and around her. It, it like, attacked them. J- just felt it, evil. It attacked the family. Yeah. Like it didn't like the baby coming in. Because it all happened around the baby being born. Right. But then the baby was there. And I think that sort of, that was the only like physical attack. Yeah. So it's just that one thing. And then he stuck around just to like stand there yeah. and be weird. <laughs> well, and maybe the prayers helped like keep it at bay a little. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But they did not get the legit exorcism, which they should. Because uh, I've known. From plenty of episodes of a haunting, the blessing a house does jack shit. Sage does nothing. Holy <laughs> water, no. You gotta get the big guns in there. Yeah, enough. but she's just she yeah. just got the gift, and it doesn't make her big zillions of dollars like it does Teresa Caputo. She just sees ghosts all the time. <sighs> Has hmm. does Heidi use this gift at all? Nope. Or just is? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, her she like w- works in the medical field. I don't know what she does, but she like does. She's not a psychic for hire. She just exists with ghosts around her all the time, which makes me feel like there were ghosts around me all the time, and I just can't see them. Well, oh yeah, that's the whole idea, right? Of psychics or mediums, they can like see what we can't see, and honestly, better because if there's evil ones or good ones, as long as they're not slashing me, I'm glad not to know they're there. Yeah, I'm yeah. scared now, and I don't like Mr. Gordy. I know he didn't do anything. Mr. Gordy's just kind old man hanging out. I know, but it. This is the reason I'm never gonna see a ghost because I don't want to. Yeah, like I think at this point in my life, I either need to have been born with ESP or really really want to summon and like hang out with a ghost right like because they know to stay away from me <laughs> you've got all the walls up you've got like oh, thank you your version of holy water just dripping yeah. off of you at all times hope water i like to call it <laughs> oh what? <laughs> i'm just always sopping wet just to keep yeah. the ghosts away just just like <laughs> s- exuding sage wow. the ghosts hate you yeah they just, they're disgusted by me yeah. and I'm disgusted by them. I um, yeah. can't handle that. Has she seen anyone else evil? Uh, she says she's, no, she Why says she sees just one- good ones and bad ones. But I think this, this specific one just likes her, likes to hang around her. Because the other one she said came and go. Oh, has she tried to talk to them? Well, yeah, she talked to she, Mr. Gordy a lot. What about nope. the hooded man? I don't think she talked to him. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I so that's a, it. you know, when your kid says they have an imaginary friend, maybe like check the archives first. Just just be like, check it out. Is it a pink alligator or is it an old man in a suit who looks like he he's from the 1970s? Well, he didn't turn out to be bad. It was the hooded. That's true. But that still, if, if my child's talking to an old man ghost, I don't like old men of any kind. But if it's a ghost one, I still want to be on guard. What do you have against Look, old men? I don't trust. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, like them. them. Look, I, I only have like one grandpa and he's chill. But I don't have many grandpa like experiences in my life. So I just have a built in distrust. <laughs> With, okay, so with the little like stuffed animals that yeah. you made came come to life yeah. as imaginary friends, did any of them have old man energy? No. Or were they all they kids were like, like you? You know, a dog or a bear or well, sleeping baby's just sleeping baby, and you know, 
We know about her. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. Look, I don't want to talk. She's about never gonna go. I can't, or she'll haunt me. So yeah, she will show up again. If you throw away sleeping baby, she will be at your doorstep the next day. Oh yes. Oh yes. So yeah, um, no matter what. Yeah, I'm. I'm very glad that I didn't have any humanoid imaginary friends now i'm thinking about dan hopey i think his name might have been bobby the fact that i don't remember really scares me yeah because i feel like he doesn't like that okay well bobby dan anyway is a human boy uh and and Mm -hmm. he could just be another gordy i'm just saying or he could be a tulpa the fuck is this do you know what that is no what the fuck is a tulpa okay so it's like this concept in tibetan buddhism that has been appropriated by the new ages classic classic um but it was a sort of like object or being with sentience that you could create through meditation create life yes oh it's a it's it's the the word that the tibetan word for tulpa like it translates to manifestation. It's like a willed imaginary friend oh. is how you think of it. And it takes like a lot of effort to make them. So kids do this automatically. Mm-hmm. Like they will just have imaginary. Not automatically, obviously, because some kids don't have imaginary friends, but it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. But adults have to do this through like deep meditation and concentration. So this is like used to be a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Back in, like, 20th century, well, actually, 18th century Tibet. But um, it's come back. Hmm. It was populi- popularized and secularized through Western fiction mm-hmm. um, in X-Files and Supernatural. Okay. It was brought back. Yep. Yeah. And um, someone started talking about it on 4chan oh 2009 the cursed site the cursed site if you don't know 4chan is hell Mm -hmm. on the internet Mm -hmm. and it's slowly um it's a concept that slowly made its way into the my little pony friendship is magic fandom oh 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 okay Uh uh-huh so what happened was that these bronies loved these ponies mm-hmm. so much. They said, I want to make them real in real life. And I want them to hang out with me all the time. So, Oh, Hope, you just dug into some dark shit, didn't you? I, I could have made this up. I didn't. And I hate that it's real. Yeah, give me more. Oh, listen... This Vice article. So, um, it really just... Okay, so there's about 6,000 practitioners of modern tulpa... Tulpamancy. Oh, God, it's called. Wow. Yeah. A lot of them are from the My Little Pony Reddit board. Okay. Don't worry about yep. it. Yep. Um... So I let me try to explain this. So they're not like fan fiction characters mm-hmm. that they came come up with. Like it's more than that. They are believed to be conscious beings with their own preferences 
and they're not completely under the person who creates them's control. They're like autonomous a little bit, sentient and autonomous, mm. so they can make their own decisions. And they exist in their mind, mm-hmm. but they bring out, they just like meditate on Fluttershy or whatever their names are, and he is born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. She's born. Yeah, so they feel as real as a physical person or somewhat real and distant from their thoughts. So that's 40% of the Talpamancist interviewed said that was just real. And 50% said that it was kind of real. So, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, Mm. Mm. the thing about Tulpas is they have all your memories... So this one practitioner of Tulpamancy says um, they can recall any hidden or faded memory that I forgot. My Tulpa can just tell me about that. And they can make um, they can make decisions for you sometimes using that information. Hmm. Are they smarter than you, you know. because they remember more than you? Yeah, I don't know. They're also kind of like weird outgrowths of yourself. Hmm. And yeah, it's the, okay. So this other person who made one said like, this is like the best friend I could possibly have because they know who I am and still love me. But they know because they know deep inside me who I am. Because they are me. Hmm. And... This particular topo has fox ears and smokes a lot. It's not a pony? No, sorry. Sometimes they're not ponies. Oh. Yeah, there's some just general nerds that have this info and make it happen. Yeah, I mean, I can see it being like a cool way to sort of like separate yourself out so you can like talk to yourself or like try to see things from a different perspective within yourself. I kind of get that. Sort of yeah. as like a why you would want to do this to be like, help me come to decision because you see the like, you know, you can examine the mm-hmm. memories from like an, an impersonal place. I'm I'm on board with that. Are you going to do it? Because I have a 70 page Google Doc filled with bronies about how to create a tulpa in your life. I'm not going to do that. Because the the part that makes it weird is when that thing is Fluttershy. Some practitioners have sexual <sighs> and romantic interactions with their tulpas. You ruined you ruined Although it. This practice is taboo. You you done <laughs> did ruin it, Hopi. I was okay, and now it got real bad. Oh God! Do you want to know how to make one? Tell the people. Go on and tell the people. Listen, no, that's taboo. <laughs> Some of the Tulpa people are like, no, if you're going to create like a real thing, you can't just have sex with it because it kind of like has to listen to you. And that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. I think it's weird. Um, <laughs> So, Brandy, would you like to make a Tulpa that has a personality already that you're like already thinking about in your head? Like, what kind of best friend would I want to have or, or lover? <laughs> no. Or... Would you rather it, like, develop its personality for itself? Oh, mm. 
Are, are we going through a quiz for my topa? Are we creating mine now? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I think I want it to have its own personality because then I think it would be more sentient. And I Great. really just want like another person in my brain like knocking around all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first, first you have to think of a, a wonderland. Oh. Um, where you can interact with your tulpa. Like, imagine. Like, some people use, like, a little forest. Some people do, like, a pond. Somewhere you can imagine, like, talking with your tulpa. Is it bad that the first thing that came to mind when you said Wonderland was Disneyland? Can we be at Disneyland? Perfect. It's Disneyland. Uh, yeah. Hey, listen. (laughs) This is all for you. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to need you to start the uh, visualization process okay so i need you to decide what your tulpa looks like what does your tulpa oh it can't pick for itself no key okay something i have to talk to something who's gonna tell me things straight up and be like brandy here Mm -hmm. are your memories you forgot about them we're in disneyland Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. all that's coming to mind is a big old kangaroo is that weird Oh, that's perfect. Yes. yes. Most tulpas are animals. Excellent. Well, I got me and Rue. We're here in Disneyland. Rue. Yeah. So I want you to visualize in your mind's eye, um, in your wonderland, mm-hmm. just what Rue looks like. You want to imagine them in various poses. Mm-hmm around Disneyland wearing different clothes or none at Mm -hmm. all I know it may feel awkward (laughs) but it will be helpful because muscle tone and body shape can be seen through clothes Mm. and the best way to get that part of them down (laughs) and consistent is to imagine them Mm -hmm. naked Mm -hmm. no your tulpa surely won't mind and besides if they're ever going to wear a bathing suit in your wonderland you need to know what their body looks like this just took a turn for the bad hope. Reading directly from this internet guide where there are 40 other people on well, it. This Google document that is 70 pages long. My kangaroo looks like a kangaroo. It has boxing gloves and a baseball cap. And I probably saw that in a movie. Yeah. Kangaroo Jack. It was a terrible movie. That's the one in my mind. It it wormed its way in there and now it's alive and I can't get rid of it. So this is your fault. Are you imagining them naked? It's a kangaroo. I guess it doesn't really wear clothes, does it? It's really important that you imagine them naked so you can get the muscle tone Mm. right. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, give me the next one. Mm. (laughs) I... Mm -hmm. Okay. So what you need to do is get into a space where you can visualize your wonderland. Because right now... You're going to try to hear them speak. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I'm in my bed as I always am. So I feel mm-hmm. pretty good. Feel comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm warm. I'm cozy. It's spooky. Mm-hmm. I have one mm-hmm. of my closest friends staring at me through the internet. Yeah. It's great. I love it. So you don't, you have to meditate, but you're not really clearing your mind because if you clear your mind, you're not going to hear your tulpa's very first communications with you. Because it's through your thoughts at first. Before you can actually hear them, you hear them through your thoughts. Oh, I could hear them 
like regular if I do this enough? Mm-hmm. Okay, sidebar. Sidebar. Mm-hmm. Remember when you were like, it can be dangerous when it turns into schizophrenia and you don't know if it's real or not? I don't know what you're talking let's, about, Brandy. Let's continue forward. Okay. What does my kangaroo sound like? <laughs> sounds like Jack Black. Yeah. It sounds like Jack Black. Perfect. See, you're so good it at this. It just came to me. It At first... Okay, because they say at first it might start... It might just sound like you talking to yourself in your head, but... Yeah. Over time, as you do this visualization, it will start to sound well, more alien. Well, it's 100% Jack Black, so I just, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> can you make out anything that Rue is saying to you I right now? you are going to say, can you make out with Jack Black? <laughs> can you make out with Rue for me right now? Can you no. please do that? Remember, remember when God. a bunch of people were accusing us of being furries, Hope? This isn't helping. Oh, I know, but I had to talk about it because I'm so tired. Do you want to find out how to get a huggable tulpa? Well, yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a giant kangaroo in boxing gloves. I would love to hug it. <sighs> they <laughs> It's okay. You're not going to be able to see your tulpa in the real world, but you're going to hear it with your real ears. Smell it with your own nose, taste it with your own tongue, and touch it with your own body and your hands all over Ruth. I don't want to do like <laughs> six out of ten of those. You might even f- you might even feel their texture. Don't you want to pet Rue? I don't though. Why don't? Why not? Because wh- did you even want to do uh, this? Of course I want to do this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, listen. Okay, okay. So what you're going to... You're going to have to start having conversations with Rue. Mm-hmm. Is, is Rue saying anything to you right now? Mm. Rue's trying to teach me how to play the air trumpet. Oh my god, your your tulpa is fun. Yeah, because <laughs> he said air. He was telling me just air guitar is overdone. So, yeah, 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 totally. I mean, keep having that combo, and if you feel odd pressure in parts of your head, that's just your tulpa trying to communicate with you physically it, from in my head. And as if, mm-hmm. and if you feel more pressure. The tulpa's voice will become clearer and eventually go outside your body. Hmm. So my brain's like a pokeball. Yeah. For my tulpa. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, mm. you should be able to impose your tulpa on reality by and create a realistic hallucination mm. of them. Mm. Standing this seems in front of you, real outside of your wonderland. This seems real intense, man. Hmm? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you do it 200 to 500 hours, you should be able to have a full tulpa. So we mm. just started now. What was that interminable amount of time that we did that? Yeah, it seems like 15 minutes, 50 hours already. Maybe. So you're, it seems like a thousand hours. Yeah. And maybe after that, your tulpa will get curious and want to experience life as a quote unquote word that the bronies use meat person Mm, Um, and then the (laughs) 
And then you can <clears throat> both take part in switching where the topal comes to possess your body while you watch from the ringside of consciousness. Mm-mm. All from the guide. Good. Yeah. All from the guide. Um, I'm almost done. I'm just. Right. I'm just wondering. Thank God. I but... mean, I go to Comic-Con a lot for work mm-hmm. and I go to the My Little Pony panel. And I have seen bronies. And I wonder how mm-hmm. many of them are being driven like mm-hmm. a ghost possession by Fluttershy. And which one is just Mark? Yeah. I wonder or if is I've Mark met... just watching from the sidelines? Yeah. I wonder how many I've met, you know? Probably a lot. Because yeah. um, a lot of them are like, use it to get over social anxiety. Like they'll create a tulpa that's like more outgoing than themselves and then switch so i bet that happens at comic con a lot or one that is Mm -hmm. twilight sparkle Mm. yeah let me just tell you about one man okay his name is augugly because that's the name he chose to write on a my little pony form with sure um he documented his attempt to have his tulpa take over his body um extensively in a very long document um and eventually had a breakdown because he wanted to switch permanently so his tulpa was always taking over and he was just always on the sidelines Mm. um and he says don't do it because not that they would harm you in any way but because other entities will harm you if you open yourself up to such a level and it will be bad okay so i'm putting together this narrative and I have my Pokemon in my brain. Does that mm-hmm. mean if I let Pikachu out of the brain zone and onto <laughs> my face, that there are other Pokemon, evil Pokemon, mm-hmm. Team Rockets, who will then attack my Pikachu? <laughs> Jesse, Jesse and James, James will, will come out of your come brain. forward and just like fuck up. Team Rocket fuck will up blast my chew. <laughs> your mental health up. I can't have that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. According to this one person, that happened to him. All sorts of like evil dark entities started to like come and try to take over his body while he was standing well, over on you the know, side. That is very possible. We do know all you have to say is come mm-hmm. on in and they will. And they have. Assuming. Oh, yeah. And they have. Hmm. So never say that. But another person says their schizophrenia was actually helped by this because they turned all their weird voices and thoughts into tulpas and gave them a face and allowed them to be sorted out in a way that made sense to this person. So for one person, it drove them insane. For another person, helped them a lot. Yeah. Well, that, hmm. Yeah. Here's a quote. Sure. Um, From one of the leaders of the My Little Pony Tulpa board. Um, We totally beg. I guess you're asking about the mechanics of sleeping with your tulpa, right? It's like jerking off, but you mentally disassociate with the actual world and just go nuts inside your wonderland. (laughs) Oh, Brandy just started dabbing. Thanks for that quote. I really needed it. Um, Thank you for for taking that, (laughs) putting it into speech mm-hmm. sending it through a microphone into the wires 
into my ears. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Because I, I have that now. Yep. Uh, you know, I... Okay. Here's what one tulpa said. Let me just mm -hmm. end on this, okay? And then I'm done. And then we can all go back to our lives yep. and pretend like we didn't learn about any of this. So the this tulpa, whose name is now Kitsune... I think. Isn't that a Naruto? I don't know. She has. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It sure is. Um, she's just a month old. But when the author of this piece about Tolpas um, messaged someone who made her, she spoke through him. She typed through her host's hands and said, we don't believe in such things as souls. It's just an illusion our minds create. Me and my master are created from a bunch of neurons. We live together and die together. Hmm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what the state of it's, imaginary it's friends so... is now, a days, in the shitty culture we live in, in the terrible world that we, we... occupy. We in thought our flesh vessels. We thought in our meat suits. That it was it was a healthy coping mechanism we thought it was a normal sort of phenomenon for all children toy story mm -hmm. you know american girl it's mm -hmm. it's a mm -hmm. curse it's a demon in disguise it's a terrible <laughs> terrible sickness it could be a mr gordy <laughs> or it could be a kitsune i'm not Happy with either. <laughs> Rue's gonna what have about to go. Rue? You have to love Rue. He's I part of him, you. Didn't I? I have to. I may. I might have to put him in the fire. Part of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you kill a tulpa. There's probably well, a whole section we'll in here about that. Maybe we'll have to do episode part two on how to kill one when Rue decides to take over my body and allow the Jesse and James <laughs> of the universe to kill me. <laughs> Hope. <laughs> I <laughs> I was going to tell you some more creepy stories about imaginary friends and children who have creepy imaginary friends. But instead, <laughs> I saw something and you had to follow it about my little pony and I had to tell you yep. about I had to follow my heart and I just I wanted you to know that at any point you could make a yeah. friend for yourself or a husband or a wife. Uh -huh. And well, now my inner mind sounds like Jack Black playing the air trumpet. So this is great. It was good. I actually learned a lot about you from that. Yeah. Um, so Thank you. Uh, is it real? Oh. Mm -hmm. Imaginary friends for children are real. Uh, yeah. 100% tulpas are real. Not, they're just, they're literally just someone like, imagining something hard and being very lonely uh, yeah and that scares mm -hmm. me a lot and I don't like to think about that yeah our, our brains are real squishy we can make them do whatever we want pretty totally. much totally yeah you know how like do you ever like stare at someone's face for too long and it gets big and small and big and small have you ever stared at your own face for too long and seen your features melt down your head and onto your chest and onto the floor yeah our brains are Brains are real dumb. Yeah. 
You can do a lot Mr. of shit. Mr. Gordy, though, was he a real yeah. old man that this girl was talking to? Yeah. It really seems like he was, and I really don't want it to be true. But here she is with her medical degree and her dark figure. I, w- I want to help her. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? Oh, I am absolutely on board with the Wyricks and their plight. Uh, she is a psychic and yeah. it sucks. Um, yeah. Tulpas. Yeah. Uh, hmm, yeah, they're real and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're, they're undeniably yeah. real. And I'm pretty sure I met at least three of them at that last Comic-Con like panel. You should so. definitely just like wear a honk if you're a Tulpa hat. And then, like, meet some new people. At the or next meet Comic some Con. new ponies, clearly, because they are Twilight Sparkle. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I. Mm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's the thing. Fluttershy. Jacks. Apple. Yeah. Jacks. Rainbow Bright. <laughs> That's a different know. one. You know, you know all their names. I. But I honestly don't. But the clip they showed uh, was banging. I will say. Great musical special with the girl from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh. I can't remember oh. her name. Maybe you're just like protesting too much. Maybe these are your people. Maybe they are. Um, maybe me and Rue will have to talk about it later in the Wonderland. Oh, my bad advice would be to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I will. <laughs> Going for it. That's my <laughs> afternoon. Done. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My bad advice is to go on Zillow. And find any homes that have been mysteriously vacated. Just grab them up. Just no. grab them up. And, no. <laughs> and just sort of like no. and just sort of like <laughs> sit in there and see if you can sense the ions. Maybe you can trigger something for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you uh, yeah, okay. I'm trying to create You're more. To create I want to see if there's psychics. anyone out there who will be able to contest tyler henry uh i want to see that fight i don't think he could fight anyone but that's the thing what if an equally cute precious glowing angelic person gets some ions in their brain and is the new <gasps> georgia medium just saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i want to see it probably happen. that will probably i'm happen. not gonna go to georgia what? i hope it's one of us we've done <laughs> it's a lot so of work. hot no, never mind. Forget it. No, 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 no. There's nothing down there for me. Yeah. But there is something for you. Hey. you follow at Spooky Ship Pod or send an email to SpookyShipPod at gmail.com. SpookyShipPod.tumblr.com. I'm sorry I talked so long about gross stuff, it's but I had so I much couldn't worse. have it all so in my brain. So much worse than I thought. And you needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Shittober! Okay, we love everyone. Sorry. Bye. Research Brony Tulpa. Bye. That was so much worse. So much worse than I could have imagined. <laughs> <laughs>